0: Have you been thinking about adding more omega-3 to your diet? Orlo is a future-forward example of how it's possible to minimize environmental impact while maximizing nutritional yield using the power of artificial intelligence. Every one-month supply saves 110 pelagic fish and prevents 1.1 kilos of CO2 from entering the atmosphere. And since the products are minimally processed, they retain their polar lipid structure, delivering three times the absorption of other fish and algae omegas without the fishy burps. Visit Orlonutrition.com to learn more. And listeners of Nutrition Without Compromise receive a 10% discount on their first order. That's an extra 10%. Just use the code NWC10 at checkout. That's Orlonutrition.com, and the coupon code is NWC10. Orlo Nutrition, because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or. Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either-or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Hello and welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise. I'm your host, Karina Blizzi. Today, I am going to dive in to Dr. William Lee's Eat to Be Disease course. This is our final chapter in a four-podcast series on Dr. William Lee's New York Times bestseller of the same name. This is the new science of how your body can heal itself. This springboards from our interview with Dr. Lee, which was episode number three. Through his work, Dr. Lee invites us to fall in love with food again and choose the right foods to support a long, happy, and healthy life. If you are new to this particular series, I encourage you to go back to episode three of Nutrition Without Compromise. Give that show a lesson and continue in sequence through the episodes. For your convenience, the episodes are listed in order in our show notes for this episode. Click the first link and get started. For those of you that are interested in taking Dr. Lee's course, it's available to our listeners at a discount. Just visit OrloNutrition.com and go to the blog page associated with today's episode. You can find it following the link in show notes or by going to OrloNutrition.com and selecting podcast from the menu. Now, this new course, he's actually starting around today as this episode launches, So, if you're at all curious, I encourage you to visit that page and decide if this course is right for you. Throughout this course, Dr. Lee covers the five groundbreaking health defense systems of the body. I'm quickly summarizing them here just to refresh you. The first is angiogenesis, the healthy creation of blood vessels in your body. The second, stem cells. Stem cells allow our systems to regenerate rebuild, and replace old damaged cells with healthy new ones. The third, the microbiome, is a biome of microorganisms that outnumber our own cells and which help us digest our food and assimilate nutrients. Number four, DNA protection. This is a protective system that ensures mutations don't take hold. And the fifth, immune system. It's comprised of white blood cells. T-cells, and natural killer cells, all of which ensure that infections don't rage out of control. This podcast, I should mention, is for education purposes, so the content that we cover is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease or health conditions. For that, you should be in connection with a medical doctor to ensure that you have the right advice for your specific health journey. As we get started with this fourth and final chapter in our coverage of Dr. Lee's Eat-to-Beat Disease, remember that Dr. Lee covers research on human populations, not animal. This ensures that the food recommendations he provides are sound, they're steeped in research, and they're actionable today. For those of you who have yet to pick up your copy of Eat-to-Beat Disease, I encourage you to do so as this is the tool that provides a list of more than 200 foods that can help you eat to beat disease. That same extensive list is provided to those taking this course. So if you're taking the course, you don't necessarily have to buy the book, but it's a really good idea. I checked mine out at first from the local library in the audiobook format, and so that allowed me to listen to the stories and the information in his book while doing chores around the house and going for walks with my dog. It was a great way to initially assimilate the information, but I will tell you, having the print copy on hand has been invaluable. A great way to use the lists that are offered in his book is to mark off the foods that you love and then take a picture of them to store in your phone. You can then easily take this with you when shopping to increase the variety of foods that you purchase and consume each week. You might even do something like what I've done and color code them so that it's easy to see which ones you've already tried or which ones you love, and then you can mark them off as you make progress. My personal goal is to check off all of the foods in Eat to Beat Disease by the end of this year. In this way, I have essentially gamified my nutrition journey. It's keeping my kitchen routine interesting, and I'm finding new and unique ways to combine food as a result. As promised, we get to take a tour of the world of healthy eating. Have you traveled the world? What did you notice in the different regions that you visited? Did you notice that many of the foods that Dr. Lee has mentioned in this course and in his book are often found in traditional cuisine of Italy, Greece, Latin America, and Asia. There are always ways to eat healthy in every region of the world, but when you dine with intention and choose real, whole foods that are easily identifiable over processed ones, you may naturally be eating to beat disease already. To support your journey into healthy eating, we are invited to jump back into our kitchens while cooking these regional delights. We can start with a few great cookbooks that Dr. Lee calls his mainstays. One is by Marcella Hazan, called Marcella Cucina. It was published in 1997. You can easily find it on Amazon and in many libraries. The second was The Silver Spoon of Naples and the Amalfi Coast, that particular book looks to tour a specific coastal region of Italy, and I'm sure the food within it is simply delightful. And the third was one I was familiar with, called Savour Cook's Authentic American, by the editors of Savour magazine. It was published in 1998. I used to have a subscription and so had some of them in my bookshelf. But because of this content, I decided to go do a search for a new version. And as fate would have it, Savar has released a new cookbook called The New Classics Cookbook. I bought the bonus edition, which has more than 1,100 recipes, expert advice, tips, and tales. It's updated with new recipes and sections. And this particular book was published at Christmas 2021. So it's rather new. It's a mighty book, but I will tell you that it's got some incredible tools within. So I very much look forward to digging into its pages with my kids. Next, we're going to go to the five by five by five everyday plan. You see, every day, your goal is to eat one food that activates each of the five health defenses and do this every day. Since there are over 200 foods featured in his work, you should have no issue consuming at least one food from each of the five categories. Since a few of the foods that we have discussed actually cover all five, it's helpful to have those on hand too. Think about your super dark chocolate, your coffee, and your green tea. These are things I have on hand every day. Remember, You don't need to eat foods that cover each of the five categories in each meal, but you just need to make sure to hit each category at least once per day. You might start your day with a cup of coffee or tea. Have some trail mix that's made up of tree nuts, dried fruit, and even integrate that trail mix into a plain yogurt that has helpful probiotics in it, topped with some cacao nibs for some added crunch. Develop a few go-to recipes like this that are easy to prepare and that you know are health-promoting that you will love. Create some new healthy rituals. They can be your savior as time goes on. A resounding theme as Dr. Lee covers cookbooks is simply this. Get creative, have fun, and eat a wide variety of foods. He reminds us to choose whole quality foods over cheap processed ones. Sometimes, this means that you should opt for organic and shop local. This pertains especially to the foods you eat where you also consume the skins, like those of an apple or perhaps the stone fruits. Think about eggs. Are the yolks bright orange? If they aren't, they might be missing some of the key nutrients that you hope to gain from consuming them, beyond simply the protein and the fat. You see, eggs naturally contain vitamins, minerals, and even powerful antioxidants like lutein and zeaxanthin. These specific antioxidants are actually responsible for the bright orange color of their yolks. If the egg yolk is pale yellow, choose a different brand and look for that orange yolk. Buying responsibly is something that we can all take charge of, and you'll find that some egg producers have more humane practices than others. So try to select one that is also humane. Let's talk about comfort foods. Comfort foods vary by culture, and they depend largely on what you ate when you grew up. Personally, I find myself going to bread products for comfort, which I've worked to reduce and even eliminate from my diet. While some comfort foods aren't necessarily the most healthy, you can always level up your comfort foods by using more mindful ingredients. Perhaps instead of white bread, you grab sourdough. Perhaps instead of fast food, you can make a healthier version of that treat. Instead of macaroni and cheese from a box, you can create a more decadent homemade version that includes some of the cheeses that are mentioned in this work that contain high levels of vitamin K2 and probiotics. Ultimately, by being creative and broadening our palates, we can unlearn some of our unhealthy comfort foods and retrain our systems to love healthier versions. So if your comfort food is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, make it a touch healthier by using jams that are made with less processed sugars and using either sourdough or pumpernickel for the bread. You'll recall that these two breads actually can have a health benefit supporting your gut health. But I also want to remind you that if you're consistently following Dr. Lee's plan and supporting your five health defenses, consuming a less than healthy meal now and then shouldn't pose a big problem. You'll just need to make sure that you don't make those unhealthy habits the norm. So let's rethink how we approach our kitchens. Let's rethink our cooking. And as we do so, we may need to also rethink some of the implements that we use. Do you have the core essentials that you need to cook healthy meals? Are your cooking implements healthy to use? Or are you using plastic utensils and Teflon coated pans? Step one is simply to audit your kitchen. Here are a few things that Dr. Lee counsels us to easily have on hand. A quality knife set. A metal, not plastic, colander. At least one high-quality pan, this could be cast iron or stainless steel, or even your wok. Importantly, it should not be Teflon, and most nonstick surfaces can actually be toxic. He mentions that ceramic might be okay, but I've heard conflicting reports on that front as well. A properly seasoned pan, like a cast iron, or even a nicely seasoned steel wok, can do the job. Be sure to have a nice vegetable peeler on hand, a wooden spoon, and glass storage containers. Here's some things you should throw out. Plastic Tupperware, just get rid of it. Use glass instead. Pyrex is great because you can also use it in your oven. Plastic lids are okay, but never microwave them. And ditch your plastic water bottles while you're at it too, both the single use and the reusable. Use metal or glass bottles instead. Here are a few things that you should stock in your pantry to make sure that you're ready for your cooking journey. Extra virgin olive oil, balsamic vinegar, spices that you love, whole grains, wild rice, coffee, tea, tree nuts, and if you eat meat, tin seafood. These are all healthy contributions to your diet. You can also consider sauces that you love that you also know to be healthy. Think about things like our discussion into lycopene. You might want to have some tomato sauce on hand. Here are some long-term keepers that you can keep for years. Peppercorns, tea, and pasta. Items that you can keep for months include dried beans, which can last around nine months, and spices, which we encourage you to cycle through about every six months, I personally grow several of the spices that I enjoy using on a routine basis. This includes basil, oregano, and rosemary. They're easy to grow, and ultimately it's nice to have them in the garden. When you go to the grocery store, do not overbuy. Buy what you need for about a week. And generally speaking, when it comes to dry goods and the items that you'll store, Think about what you need to keep for a few months, not years. And let's talk for a moment about molds and fungi that grow on your food. Once you see mold or fungi, their filaments extend deep into the food. It will grow back like a weed in your garden if you cut it off. So really it's best not to consume them. Try not to contaminate your food and throw away any moldy items. So let's put it all together as we sum up what we've learned so far. This was the week that we were putting everything in one spot. We defined health at the beginning of this course, as we learned about our five health defenses. We learned what foods can help us thrive and what foods do exactly the opposite. We learned what foods could actually serve us medicine. When we get the balance right, and consume foods that activate our health defenses without overeating. We learned why it was critical to only eat to the point where we are 80% full, avoiding overeating, because it's important to our health and it's good for our health defenses and our gut. We learned how Dr. Lee eats, and we learned that he skips meals from time to time, that this can be good for us too. We learned to avoid processed meats, highly processed foods, and sugary treats and sodas. Like Michael Pollan suggests, Dr. Lee eats mostly plants, and he enjoys eating a little bit of everything, including seafood, oysters, and more. He limits red meat in his diet and avoids processed foods and sodas. In our earlier episodes, we dove into 10 specific health-promoting foods, and we learned how they promote our health. We discussed how to shop, And we learned that the middle aisles aren't all bad. We learned how to starve cancers and regenerate our bodies with the right foods to support our stem cells. We learned about the foods that support our microbiome and the foods that protect our DNA so that we can continue to grow back better, to build better. We even learned how to support our telomeres, lengthening those caps on the ends of our DNA so that we can preserve the health of our DNA for the long term and live that long and healthy life. Ultimately, this course and this book was a journey. I believe that Dr. Lee has successfully set the stage for each of us to fall in love with food again. I'm personally enjoying getting back into my kitchen more every day, So I think I'll share with you a few of the changes that I've personally made since my first connection with Dr. Lee. First off, I now consume at least four cups of green tea each day. This wasn't hard to do and has actually become a delight. Years ago, when I committed to quit smoking, I brought myself a beautiful cast iron teapot. It is adorned with images of cherry blossoms, and it's beautiful. It even has some matching cups. Now, each midday, I make myself a pot of loose-leaf green tea. I have several varieties on hand and have for years, including white tea, which has lower caffeine, as we learned in this work, green tea, jasmine tea, and matcha tea. I also started making sun tea again. This is a tradition that my mother started years ago, so it offers me comfort at the same time. I take 10 black tea bags, the latest was an English breakfast, and I steep the tea in the sun for a couple of hours. I then take a couple of lemons from my gardens and some mint that I also grow and add it to a glass of iced tea in the later afternoons. By consuming coffee in the morning, green tea in the midday and iced tea in the afternoon, I'm covering my antioxidant bases, getting plenty of that EGCG and also chlorogenic acid. I'm also consuming less nut milk than I used to because I'm training myself to love black coffee again. I've added back dark chocolate to my daily regimen. This was something I used to do but walked away from because I was cutting out all the processed sugars in my diet. I must admit that I thoroughly enjoy a super dark square of chocolate with a glass of red wine. And since it is officially okay to have one glass of red wine, I've begun browsing my cellar and creating chocolate pairings for a post-dinner glass of red wine with a super dark chocolate. Some of these super dark chocolates actually contain tree nuts like hazelnuts and almonds, so I'm making this ritual one to truly enjoy while supporting more of my five health defenses. Another big change for me, I haven't used my microwave for three weeks. This is huge for me, as I often used to use it in the past to reheat foods. Instead, I've been breaking out my cast iron skillet to reheat foods and even pastas. And instead of microwaving a bagel to defrost it and then toast it for my kids, I'm getting it out of the freezer the night before and leaving it on the counter. In the morning, it's ready to toast, and my kids are therefore not getting exposed to those advanced glycation end products, AGEs, right? These are plasticized sugars that the carbohydrates become when they're microwaved. After learning that, I vowed to never microwave pasta or bread again, and I'm sticking by that. I've also learned to step back from the stove while cooking, while even turning the fan on if I have to remain close to the stove for constant stirring. This may not always be necessary, but I want to avoid that smoke from coming into my lungs. So I have a question for you. What changes have you made? How have you ingrained the learnings from this course? And from Dr. Lee's book, What Excites You? I hope you'll take action with everything that we've learned together. And please send me an email to share your story. Answer these key questions. What have you learned? What changes are you making? And what excites you about this journey? And if you have specific questions for Dr. Lee about his book or the course, I encourage you to send them on to me as well. I'll be hosting an interview with him again soon, and we'll be sharing community questions with Dr. Lee during that interview. It has been my absolute pleasure to take this course and share my takeaways with all of you. I know that if you decide to embark on this journey with Dr. Lee and take his latest class, which actually starts today, that you will get as much out of it as I did and possibly even more. So once again, if you have any thoughts or questions, please share them directly by sending them to me at hello at orlonutrition.com. As always, complete transcripts, show notes, and that discounted link to join Dr. Lee's latest Eat to Beat Disease class are available on our blog page at our website at orlonutrition.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Join me now as I raise a glass of iced tea as I say my closing words. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs. Because nutrition shouldn't be an either or.